What is up, everyone, and welcome to Objectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy Paul. And I'm Laura Norman, and this is episode eight, game eight, the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Florida Panthers with a big shootout, I almost said shutout, shootout win uh, for the Blue Jackets at home. Uh, Thank God. No doubt. I'm so glad you say that part of the of our intro. Like, I'm so glad and I'm so glad that that happened kind of naturally because here in a few weeks, like I'm sure we're going to have some sort of a special episode and we're no longer going to be on like episode eight, game eight. It's going to be like episode like 13, game 12. And I prom I can't even say the name of our podcast, right? Well, so, and like- then it's just going to be a bunch of people being like, she doesn't know how to count. But here's the thing, listeners, I go and count the games before we do this. And then double check with Jeremy. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Like you, y'all should trust me. My fear of embarrassment is bigger than your ability to comment at us. Yeah. But. If we ever, if we ever are able to like, you know, have like, you know, supporters or things like that, like on a Patreon or like if people support us on anchor, which you can do by the way, maybe I'll plug that later. I don't know. Stay tuned. Um, then I feel like that could be like what they get to see is like the shit show that happens before the shit show. Oh yeah, so behind the scenes. Because let me tell you, it's a shit show, y'all. But truly. Um, speaking of shit shows, the Blue Jackets won. Um, they won. You guessed it in overtime. Um, so now. But shout out to your cousin for making what um apparent to us. Yeah. So my cousin Cassie, friend of the pod, hey girl. Um, she was. She (laughs) messaged me and she said, "Hey, we won a game that we scored first in." By the way, I was like, "Okay, got it." (laughs) <laughs> got it um so yeah so the jackets win a game um and it wasn't just the blue jackets though i mean like obviously like anybody who scored first in any of our games has lost to this point until today um so ace time is the charm and it was thursday night so maybe a little rollover thursday night puck luck there you go yeah yeah so a good win for the jackets i once again though like i really need them to stop letting these games go into overtime because now Florida has another point. It's, it's kind of like how we talked about last week, maybe time is a flat circle where I was like, if we get three out of four, every series, like we're going to be good. Other teams are going to think the same thing. Right. So like Florida comes to Columbus and they're like, Oh, we got three out of four points. Like, cool. Like that, that feels good. Um, and eventually, right, like, we have to stop letting that happen, and we have to, like, I'm cool with absolutely, like, if the, we have to go to overtime in the games that we lose, that's fine, like, give us the point, but we have to win games in regulation. <laughs> like, we have to, like, minimize the number of these three-point games that exist, because the more often we do that, like, again, like, I'm going to be able to go back, and I'm going to say, well, we were up with seven minutes left to go in this game, and realistically, like, I thought we played a pretty good game. I thought Elvis played really well. I thought that a couple of, you know, our the guys who were supposed to be making impacts were making impacts tonight. Um, mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I was like, damn again. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was, I was really hoping that we could have pulled it out in regulation. Um, and then of course I was like in bated breath the entire time through regular overtime. Cause you, it's just, we've lost games so quickly sometimes in regular overtime. It just, gives me weird heart palpitations but you know the shootout was pretty impeccable god bless elvis and him just stopping all sorts of things and then 
Hello, Alexander Texier. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Sexy. Beautiful Texier. goal. Oh, so good. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing. I, I don't know if you like have seen like Twitter's blowing up over that goal. It was so good. And he, I'm going to be honest, like he actually didn't, he had a few moments, like especially like that goal, um, you know, the, the first uh, Florida goal um, that was, uh, I, I can't remember exactly who scored it, but um, where Duclair came across like in shot and then somebody else picked up the rebound. Um, mm-hmm. That turnover from Texier on that, I was like, oh man, like, I'm like, I don't want too many of those moments to happen because I feel like that can kind of eat at you, especially when like you're being looked at as potentially somebody who could be a number one center. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I'm glad obviously it didn't like, it didn't get to him too much. And hopefully like that kind of thing is the thing that spurs confidence and gets him going. I mean, he's like, I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken, he's got six or seven points through eight games. I think it's six. Mm-hmm. I'll take, I'll take that any day from, from him. Um, so good. Good to see him end the game on that. Um, overall, like you and I talked about before the podcast, like some good performances, like Max Domi. I mean, it feels like every time we hop on the podcast over the last week, we've been able to say like, Oh, this was Max Domi's best game as a Columbus blue jacket. And that's like a really good thing for us. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I mean, obviously him, Getting his first goal as Blue Jacket is a huge deal nonetheless. But him getting a power play goal after, you know, our first game against Florida when we were 0-6 on the power play. And, you know, for them to really be confident, be strong in um, their their plays throughout the power play, and for him to just hit that top shelf, you know, it was a really beautiful, beautiful moment. And I know that that's a big side relief for him to finally get that first goal. Um, you know, I have no idea if his dad's been hanging out in Columbus or not, but hopefully at least watching. Um, cause even though he's been in the, in the league for a little while, I'm sure he's still, still really likes his, uh, his dad's approval on some things, but so yeah. And then another big night for Miko Koivu, who also got his first goal as a blue jacket, put us up on the board, um, in the first period, he is, I think I'm beginning to see a little bit more of his character now that he's playing with us. Um, and we, we talked about it, um, before we started recording, but, uh, Koivu was given the Kepi at the end of the game tonight from Gregorenko. And if you watch the video of it, you can hear very quietly as he's being given the hat that Nick Felino says, huh, Koivu actually played in the civil war, you know, nudge, nudge, uh, joke, joke, dad joke there from from Captain Nick Felino's and he is no longer the oldest man on the team. Um, but, and Koivu oh, put it all the way on his head, just, just so gross. I know you have a lot of resentment toward the way that they treat their heads with the Kepi. Oh, that hat has to smell so bad. Yeah. I mean, it can't be good. I know they don't wash it because it would fall. <laughs> but no, I think like to your point, like Koivu has performed really well. Like I think, you know, he finds himself, it is still really weird for me though, to see a number nine on the ice. Like, I don't know. Like I know Panarin was here for two years. Like it's not that deep, but like I see <laughs> that number nine and it just like, there's a, a trauma related response to seeing that number on the ice. And I, very different players, like very different players. So it's like, don't expect the same thing, but. Well, and even in size and like, cause I think they're right. sure 
there's a picture of Koivu walking off the ice from the other night and, you know, big number nine or whatever. And it's just like, I initially was like, Panarin? But then I was like, that man is large and our Artemi Panarin is not. Um, but I think we have, you know, similar to what we'll have for probably a while seeing anyone wear the number 18. We have a bit of PTSD in regards to the number nine. Um, you know, we had our heart broken, stomped on, rolled around um, by the, the last person to wear that number. Um, so I was glad to hear that Liam Foodie uh, wasn't gonna ask to take over number 18. I think we need a minute. So maybe next year, but um, no, nevertheless, like, I think ultimately a good game, like it wasn't an overly exciting game. I mean, like there are a few moments where I think like, obviously like Domi was getting a little chippy there, which was good to see. I think, um, you know, of course uh, there was that little scrum in the, um, in the second period and, and Elvis was throwing some slashes around too, which I thought was pretty fun to watch um Elvis was hysterical at like his his post game was was really good um I gotta go on record and say like he didn't say shit in his post game he's not as bold as Laura and I he's not gonna come on and and (laughs) or John Tortorella let's be honest well yeah come out and swear (laughs) and all that kind of stuff so he said like you know that was hard that was a hard shift but it definitely sounded like he said like oh that was hard shit like which I like can't I'm not 100% but um but no so you know I thought he did a really good job of like controlling rebound. I mean, he had, uh, I think there was the second goal, the second Florida goal that was a little bit, um, I mean, it was bad rebound. Yeah, bad yeah. rebound control. Um, but again, like, I have to say, after every time I criticize like a hockey play, like, I can't skate. <laughs> like, Correct. So. And especially goalie. I mean, that's just right. an impossible. Like, I'm one of those people that like flinches as someone tosses a ball at her. So, like, the idea of, getting a hockey puck shot at me at God knows how many miles per hour and then trying to stop it with my body sounds like a terrible time. Um, but Elvis, you know, cool as a cucumber was a little quirky in his, in his post game interview um, saying, and again, he speaks like five languages. English is not his first language. So sometimes I think things get a little bit confused um, but he, and I'm, I'm sure someone will ask him about this again, is he, he stated that he doesn't ever watch his teammates take their overtime uh, shots in the, in the shootout because um, it's too personal. I think what he meant is that he has personal reasons for why he doesn't do it, but um, it sounded like he was having like a weird, <laughs> like it's just too emotional for him to watch them take the shots. Um, and I don't, I don't believe that that's what he meant, but that's how it sounded. Um, but no, he was great. He had a lot of huge saves tonight. You know, Elvis is always entertaining to watch when he's on the ball because he is so flexible. And of course they were talking about his helmet um, tonight because he was wearing the shiny new metallic helmet and they're like is this a tactic is he trying to blind like shooters um and I was like maybe not don't like say that on air because then the NHL is going to be like no more shiny goalie helmets <laughs> I don't know about all that but it, it is it is quite the quite the fun mask I will say but yeah I mean I think too like kind of going toward maybe some of the like question marks that I have after this game. Um, 
again, I don't play hockey. I can't skate. I have like been so unimpressed this whole season thus far with Seth Jones. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's it's more so like, I don't know that he's like bad, but that's like, for me to be like, he's like there, like that like can't be the case, right? Like with Seth Jones specifically, like he needs to be somebody who is driving, driving play and like creating opportunity and shutting down opportunities on the other end. And it just doesn't feel like that's the case. Like it, uh, it's been a struggle kind of to, um, to get a grasp for where he's at. Well, and tonight he definitely felt more like a liability on the ice. I mean, he definitely had some bad turnovers. He ended up with penalty. Um, you know, he's just not the Seth Jones that everybody has raved about up until now. Um, we know that he's a better player than that. And again, like you said, it's, he's there. He's not necessarily like making terrible decisions, but you know, the Seth Jones that we're used to and the Seth Jones that gets ranked in the top defenseman in the entire NHL has not shown up so far. And, you know, it's the same with Zach. Yes. Zach got a goal the other night. Um, but the, the hype isn't there, you know, Torch has always said for a long time that the two of them are, you know, the engine to rally around. That's why he keeps them together as a pairing. You know, they're supposed to be this dynamic duo and they just don't have the, the gas behind them right now. And we need that, but thank God our other defensive pairings have been like really pulling their weight and really hammering home, you know, their roles. I mean, Tonight, Delzato had four solid hits just in the first period and then uh, took a nice high stick to the face. Um, his pretty, pretty little face that has new stitches. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's we're, much like we always have to be thankful for our goaltenders. We do have to be thankful for the other four defensemen who are really picking up the slack for our quote unquote dream team. I think I will like say that I think Zach is finding his game a little bit more. Like, I'm going to say it's because he shaved the, shaved the stash. 100%. But, that stash um, was evil. <laughs> but Next I think, is the like, mullet. I don't know if we were, we're going to get him that far, but I I do think, like, that he, um, yeah, I think that he has found his game a little bit. But, yeah, like, Seth Jones, like, I'm looking at um, the CBJ game bot, like, and it's part of, uh, they cite, um, data courtesy of natural stat trick um kind of like looking at some of these analytics which i'm not like a super like i'm not super good at dissecting analytics but i do look at like um expected goals like i think expected goals is a good stat and i think um just kind of like uh five versus five like Corsi stuff can be good too and like seth jones was like last on the team and uh five on five Corsi. Um, I think also then uh, on ice expected goal differential Texier was actually like at a minus five, like so Texier was struggling, <laughs> but, um, but Seth Jones, like second to last. Um, so I don't really know what's going on there. Like I, it's not going to continue. Like, and that's something I think you can continue to like look at. And I think this is something that people were saying a couple weeks into the season, um, you know, after, you know, we probably like a lot, like we, I think it was after um, we finally like, we're starting to find our footing is like, oh, like 
everybody's playing average as hell. <laughs> like, like, and we're still like seemingly pretty good. So once these players who are like are absolutely going to find their their rhythm, like, then we're good. Like, I, I, they just have to find it sooner rather than later. Um, and I mean, like Cam Atkinson, like Laura. Every time I bring up his name, I get nervous that you're gonna hate me forever. But like through two periods, and again, like I'm only citing two periods because that's what the data in front of me is. Like he, he had the lowest amount of ice time, like on the team, like the two periods. Like John Tortorella is like not. I don't think he's like got a lot of trust in him right now, and, and it seems like every chance that that Cam gets, he's not burying. Like, and I don't know what that is. Like he's just struggling so much to to put stuff away and to he's had the opportunities but he just isn't putting it away and like that's not like him well and I think you know and again as I love him we'll love him forever um regardless of if he's a blue jacket I think we've joked before that wherever he goes if he ever leaves I will then have to be a fan of whatever team he goes to um just out of out of pure loyalty but you know, I think the distrust that you're talking about that Torts may have with him right now is warranted. Um, I don't know, obviously, again, like Jeremy has said, I can't skate to save my life. I don't know how to play hockey. Um, I just read a lot and, you know, can see things as an observer. But this is not the Cam Atkinson that, that I'm used to. And I've said in previous episodes, like even in comparison to last year, which was arguably his worst year as a, as a pro, he was still making plays. He was still getting in there and he just hasn't, he hasn't done that. I mean, yes, he got a goal the other night. It was, as we've, everyone has said, it was a very lucky goal. It was a very lucky goal that Bob did not stop. Um, Because in any, like, I think in a normal situation, Bob would have just gloved it and it would have been, you know, over, but he doesn't have the, the push that he normally has. And I know that we're still trying to figure out who, you know, who's going to make the best pairings on each line. I mean, I don't think any night has been the same entirely this in, for all eight games. I think Torch has made a change, you know, if not before the game, then during the game on lines, because we just haven't quite found that rhythm yet. And I don't know if, if Patrick line is going to make that difference for us when he comes in. Um, you know, but Cam's just really, he's really struggling. And you can tell, you could definitely tell tonight. Um, Cam's a, usually a pretty even keel dude. He's not a, not a fighter. You can tell when he's frustrated, but tonight he slammed his stick on the ice, um, which I can't recall. Short of the one time he's been in a fight, I can't really recall like any other time that he's been like that. He usually just puts his head down on the, on the bench and like, shuffs it out with his head down um, and then goes back out. But yeah, he was, he was pissed tonight, but not a, anyone but himself. Yeah. And I think like, I hate to see that, like, cause it's pretty cyclical in his career, right? Like, um, you know, I think the season before you were a fan um, hardcore, like was the year that he signed his large contract and it was like, he had broken his leg. Like he was like out for a lot of that season and he signed his contract. And then all of a sudden he like came back and he was golden. And so I think it's just a matter of like, once he finds that confidence, like it's, you know, to the moon, like his breakout seasons, his shooting percentage has been stupid. And obviously like right now we talk about it, like obviously his shooting percentage is struggling. Like, and especially when he's like 
you know, hitting, hitting posts like crazy and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to, he's going to find it. Like, it's just a matter of when he's going to find it. Um, right. But, and I wonder if, sorry, I wonder no, if he's not, because he is getting older. He's 31 now. Um, you know, last year he had two pretty significant ankle injuries um, that he kept injuring over and over again. Um, and I wonder if as he's getting older, he's not getting more and more cautious um and until he learns how to balance being cautious with the way he plays the game i think he's struggling to find that that balance a little bit um because i think those injuries really shook him a little bit because they were his same leg he did you know he got back on the ice injured it again almost immediately um he really did some damage to it in that one game versus tampa with the five overtimes um because that was his first game back and he wasn't even supposed to play that day but he went out anyway um and then ended up re-injuring it so you know i wonder if he's not still playing with like a weird inner struggle of being afraid of injuring himself again but yeah i'm not i mean i'm concerned obviously and especially on like a personal level because he's my favorite but he'll find it it's just we need him to find it probably a little bit quicker, um, you know, now that we are eight games, eight games in um, and the season's going to go, I think, a lot faster than any of us anticipate. Yeah, I'm not good at math, but we are one seventh of the way done with the season. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's like, you know, you look at and, and what's so hard, right, is like we look at the standings and we're like, oh, we're in first. And it's like, that doesn't mean shit right like i mean like you look at that and you're like what i like to do is i like to look at like points like point percentage like i think that tells a lot more of the story than like oh like this is you know where we are in the standings it's like okay but like where are you in the standings like compared to like how many games you played and like all that kind of stuff like let's let's be real here like if you're a blue jackets fan and you're posting first in the standings like that's what matters like if you need to take that screenshot to hold on to to say that it happened once feel free but like we're not first in the central like we are not we might be fourth um like i look at um the point percentage um and based strictly on point percentage we are let's see here um so there's one two three four oh my god counting we what we've learned today right listeners <laughs> laura and i can't count for shit like is what i've just learned true. um so one two three four five so we are sixth in the in the central with our point percentage so it's like great like cool we're we're first but we're we're not like and so let's get there but we're not there yeah because regardless everyone's gonna say everyone's gonna play the same amount of games so so far we haven't had any games delayed which is why we are quote-unquote first in the central division right um but if we finish, but then everyone else still has a week left to go, we go from first to last real quick, depending on how, you know, the points are divvied up by that point in time. If we don't start winning some games in regulation, winning some games in general, um, and really, really figuring out what we need to do. Um, but side, side thing, this is just kind of funny. And uh, listeners, I definitely want you to look this up. I just texted you a picture. Mm. Delzato's face and I want you to see it. Oh. 
No, no. Like straight up split his mouth open. No, simply not. I that reminds me of like Zach Wierenski's like playoff uh, picture where he like took a puck to the face. I think was this the year before you? Yeah, the, cl- so. the classic picture of Zach's God, it's- black and blue faces from the year before. Um, but no, uh, Delzato posted on his Instagram story, just says hockey is fun. And it's a, a picture of his poor face, but it's his whole top lip is like, and it's not even really his, his lip. It's like above his lip under his nose is just completely split open. I don't and even know how that works. They must've glued it because he doesn't have stitches yet. So they must've, or that picture was taken before they gave him. Um, but hopefully they, they stitched him up before he got on the plane. Um, oh yeah, I'm sure they did. Wouldn't that suck though? In a pressurized plane to just have stitch like, yeah, I hope they were like, here's some fun meds. Yeah. Take, take a nap and take a night nap. Mike. <laughs> this is a, this is a 45 minute flight. I want you to get, get some quick rest. Uh, we'll, we'll nudge you awake when we get there or we'll carry you off the plane. Oh you- my Oh my God, Laura, this tweet that I just saw. Hold on, I'm going to show. I know this isn't going to work for the listeners, but please look at this. Oh, I don't know if you can see it. This damn camera. What does the quote bubble say? It just says, good night, y'all. But it's, it's, they like, they took the gash in his lip and put teeth in it to make it look like. They did, yes. And then they drew a face around it. That's unique. That is unique. Credit to at Hobo Andy Joe for that content. Shout out, shout out. But yeah, um, I like. I think we can continue to talk about the things that are have been pretty standard and typical throughout the first eight games. Um, you know, tonight was, and this is what I said before the podcast. Like, it's, it was just like average. Like, I mean, like it was not anything out of the ordinary tonight. Um, aside from Texier's goal, which was just stupid in the shootout. But what are you looking forward to in the Chicago series? Oh, well, I'm, it's been a minute. We haven't had a back-to-back game in a little bit, um, especially one where we had to travel. Um, so I'm excited to see how they handle that. I mean, I'm assuming that Corpy's going to be in net um, based on how the tandem has been working. Um, so I'm just excited to see Chicago's having an interesting season so far. Um, and, you know, they have some pretty notable players on their team. So it'll be interesting to see how we sort of go up against that. Um, Chicago, I think, is always a fun place to play in. Um, and, you know, the Blackhawks never disappoint. So It'll be it'll be interesting, but I want the same energy. I think what's interesting about tonight when you say that it's kind of standard is that tonight's standard should be our base level. Like that's the level they need to be playing at all the time. And then let's amp it up for like in between. Like let's not dip below what they did tonight, um, which we did, I think, in the fir- we definitely did in the first game against the Panthers. Um, so I want them to keep that energy. Heck, let's even amp it up a few. I would um, love to see a few more goals. Um, Obviously, I would love to see some better attempts at the power play if we're lucky enough to be on it. 
couldn't be prouder about how we're doing on the penalty kill. Um, I think that they've been doing really, really well. I think we have one of the better percentages in the league right now um, for the PK. And that's really, that's a bonus. Um, Cause if you can't have both, if you can't have both, let's at least have the, the PK be strong. Um, Cause you want to be, you want to show that you are strong when you're down a man. Um, but so, yeah, I'm just excited. I will miss seeing them at home for a couple of nights. Um, Cause I just love being able to see our arena. Um, and I loved being able to tell you that little story about the, um, the news anchor desk um, that I saw on Twitter that they had to move it forward um, because it kept getting hit with pucks during practices uh, since the big nets aren't up. And they were afraid that at some point um, Brian Gizenslav and John Luke Grampia were going to get hit in the head during a game. So they had to move it in front of the cannon, um, which I just think is hilarious. But no, I'm excited. You know, road games are fun. It's a great time for the guys to spend some time together. And because um, they, you know, with COVID protocol, it's hard for them to do the things that they would normally do in a regular season to get in, to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so road games is a, a good opportunity for that. It's only a two game trip. They're back here on Tuesday um, for our first game against Dallas. Yeah. And I think um, <laughs> that, that story was funny though. Like, it's like, I, I told Laura, I was like, so do you think like when we finally get the chance to go back to nationwide arena that we're just going to like go on a hunt to like find the random pucks that have gone out of the arena, like, or out of the rink that would just like have normally been caught by the net, but like, they're just under a seat in like section, like one twelve, like you're just chilling. Um, Easter eggs. Yeah. Right. Cause somebody missed it like on the cleanup crew. Um, yeah. I think there's just so much about the Chicago series that like is so important to me. I mean, like we need two, two wins. Like, and I know that sounds like really like, um, like I'm catastrophizing. Like if we lose those games, it's not the end of the world if we lose one of those games, but if we can get out of there with two wins and preferably two wins in regulation, although that doesn't scare me as much with a team like Chicago, because I really don't think Chicago is going to be in it at the end of the year. Right. It's like the teams like Tampa, um, Florida, Nashville, Dallas like those are the teams that you have to get all the points on and so um if we have to win a couple in overtime there sure fine whatever cool uh just win like please just win I don't think uh per what I saw like line a is not going to be there uh he's just like through customs and stuff like that like there's no way but hopefully we get yeah, him, he's... hopefully we get him in Dallas because he's currently been stuck in Ottawa trying to like work through the U.S. embassy to get his uh visa and all that kind of stuff and so Hopefully he'll be able to travel to Columbus to start his quarantine and in all likelihood, you know, he'll start that at some point this weekend. And then uh, it's 48 hours. And hopefully by Tuesday, he is good to go and put on number 29 in the union blue and go out there, score some goals and, and bring this team some much needed offense. Well, and I think it's important to, you know, for all fans, of course, we're super excited to have him come and join the blue jackets um, but in, in classic Blue Jacket, like, history, we need to give him, like, a minute to get adjusted and equated. So, like, if he doesn't come out on his first game against Dallas and score 15 goals, like, I don't think that we need, we need to freak out. Um, you know, this is a new team for him. He is a superstar player, so I have no doubt that it's not going to take him very long to get adjusted, but 
you know, we also, we have a lot to work on as a team. And as we've said before, the Blue Jackets are a team. We do not typically, you know, with the exception of goaltending, we do not rely singularly on one player for certain things. Um, we have to work together as a team. And it's going to be that same way when, when Line A joins, you know, our club. So um, I think it's important to keep that perspective. And, you know, yeah, according to, to Porcelain this afternoon, they are hoping that everything gets pushed through enough for him to start against Dallas next week. Um, but it's exciting. I was super excited for, for Jack um, to start tonight that he got to be on the starting line. They interviewed his mom, which was so cute. Um, and just to see, you know, they asked him in his post game, you know, when did you shake the nerves off? And he was like, I took the anthem to be nervous and be kind of freaked out. And then once the anthem was over, I was just ready to go. And, you know, he didn't get any points on tonight, but he did, you know, I thought he played well. Um, I thought it was a good showing. And I think, I think as Yarmo has said that he's going to be a good, a good addition. And it's, it's just always good to, to see a hometown boy um, in our lineup and to especially learn about the, the journey that his family has had through the Blue Jackets um, and Columbus Hockey Organization in general um, as we continue to grow the city um, as a hockey town. Yeah, without a doubt. It is just so good for, for Columbus. And, and I hope that honestly, like offensively, like they, that line did struggle to create offensively, but he did have some good, um, he had some good defensive moments too. Like I thought he, he played the center of the ice really well. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he evolves in that. But um, yeah, I mean, aside from that, Laura, like, I think, I think we're in a good spot. I think we just need to keep going, hoping for the best this weekend. Um, and you know, what's so fun. What's that? We get to do this tomorrow. We do. Happy we get to do in a row. Yes. And it'll be a little bit later. We will have an eight o'clock game, but we'll hop on. We'll talk about the Blue Jackets, hopefully getting a win in Chicago. But um, Laura, have you got anything else as we think about wrapping this one up? Yeah, just uh, don't forget to um, follow us on social media. We're at Objectively Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we definitely get all, got a little bump in following after our last episode went out, so that's exciting. Um, also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on whatever um, podcast platform you are listening to us on. Um, and yeah, definitely leave a comment. We'd love to hear uh, what you guys think so far. Obviously, we're only eight episodes in, but still a lot of season left to go and more than likely a lot of bonus episodes as Yarmo likes to keep us on our toes and the Blue Jackets never like to go through a season without, you know, at least one or two ups and downs. Um, so I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about as we continue. But other than that, just so thankful for all of you and looking forward to hopefully another Blue Jackets win tomorrow. Yep. And we can't wait to bring that episode to y'all. Uh, take care. Uh, stay well. Um, enjoy this win but get ready for another one tomorrow night hopefully y'all are doing what i'm doing i'm finishing up my second cannon blast my second brew dog cannon blast can you tell i'm trying to get us a sponsorship at some point um what's up brew dog hey brew dog how y'all living um look at him can i win no i'm playing um <laughs> so uh yeah like i'm i do just want to like echo the sentiments of laura like um you know obviously like we're starting this thing up like from nothing and we're just trying to 
you know, give our takes as fans and just have conversations and have fun together in doing this. And we're so glad, like the response has been really well to this point, um, really well. The response has been really good um, to this point. And so uh, continue to engage with us. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you have any ideas for, for segments or conversations. I know we kind of like switch it up every now and again. And, and like tonight we didn't do our three stars, but had some good conversation. And so uh, let us know what you want to hear us talk about and we'll talk about it uh, within reason, of course. Um, and we'll, we'll bring that to you and we'll look forward to doing so. But until then, take care. We will talk to y'all tomorrow celebrating a blue jackets win i'm gonna manifest that even though i was wrong in my manifesting laura i don't know if you saw my manic tweet did you see it i did i did see it (laughs) i tweeted before the game i said blue jackets by three you can call it um so i'll try to avoid being too manic again tomorrow but always know that any predictions that you see on our social media will always be from jeremy they will not be from me because i'm way too superstitious and usually wrong so anytime you see a prediction or a very brazy shout out like he did this evening always from him not from me correct well you want another uh brazy prediction oh god yes i think the jackets are gonna score tomorrow fingers crossed like i mean i think they're gonna put it away like i mean like i'm talking like five or six laura i'll cry and i think elvis is gonna let up one or not elvis Giannis is gonna let up one maybe i think it's gonna be like five one six one like we're gonna I mean, we're going to clap them cheeks tomorrow. Like, so like this will be another, another potential chance for the listeners to hear me cry on an episode. If we score that many times, if we keep doing this after every game, what I need to call Vegas right now and see what the over under odds are on how many episodes you cry in <laughs> 56 games in a season this year, 82 in a normal season. So let's like, let's look at next year and like, let's look at the futures here next year. Um, I'm looking at Laura at five and a half episodes. Y'all can leave your over or under. I'll let y'all know not to manipulate the market. Call me Robin Hood, but um, I'm I'm taking the over on that one. So, and and you would know best. I would I would definitely say nine out of ten times that I have cried at or because of a game, you have been with me. So um, for sure, for damn sure. So you you would know best on this, but it doesn't take a whole lot. For I will me. say we are eight eight episodes into this one, uh, eight games into it. See, I almost just messed that up. Um, eight games, eight episodes, no tears. So like maybe I'm wrong, but until next time, hopefully tomorrow won't be tear filled. But thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.